Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. And welcome once again to You Have Offended This Podcast. We watch martial arts movies. My name is Mike McCarran. With me, as always, is a man who did once say, Come get some, but it was in regards to barbecue. Chad Lindsay, what's up, man? Hey, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling good. I'm excited to... Uh, to go back to this one, this is one that I watched at your house. 1990. You had rented it without me, because you're a bastard and a crumb. A mofo. Uh, and then you uh, basically uh, said, yeah, I still got that. Come on over. And uh, went down, watched this. And I remember loving this movie. And on the rewatch, again, it's this—it's the same thing. I we both felt that the movie was a little corny, which it still is. It definitely is. Yep. It definitely has some great moments, and we're gonna dig into the world that is Steven Seagal once again, digging into the Seagal well. This is his second movie after Above the Law, which we have yet to do. We will get into that one at some point because there's a couple of moments in that one that are stellar but uh yeah this is his second movie so he's sort of just getting his his wheels under him as a movie action person at this point this is the debut of the seagal ponytail in this movie he did not have it in uh, above the law so the beginning of the iconic steven seagal ponytail <laughs> this movie had a, a decent little budget 11.5 million so he was still getting a little bit of cash here he's still Somewhat slender Seagal. He's he's in his early, um, actually kind of athletic days. Yeah, like I mean, really above the law, he was he was quite lean. Yeah, in above oh, yeah. the law. Yeah, and a little bit more here, and then a little bit more in Out for Justice. But he's carrying it. He's carrying Same as it well. Marked for death. Marked for death. He was fairly yeah. lean still in Marked for Death. Then it was Under Siege. I think it was the Glimmer Man where you were just like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. that's the Stay Puff Steven Seagal. He was standing next to Keenan Ivory Wayans, and you're like, okay, Keenan's in shape. <laughs> yeah. And Seagal's not. Decidedly <laughs> not. That's when he started wearing, like, tents and shit for clothing, like those big fucking aprons and shit. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we're wearing moo-moos on moo-moos to the set. And shit. But anyway, I'm not going to make fun of his body. I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a thick boy. I'm yeah, a thick boy I, I, can't, I don't really have a lot to... Uh, lot to shit on him about that for i got a lot of other things to shit about i'm him jogging for. now so yeah i'm trying to so yeah this ended up making 59 million dollars in the box office it did very well for him which led to his the rest of his career and whatnot this uh hard to kill wasn't actually the original title for this they they originally wanted to call it seven year storm <laughs> which seven year storm seven year storm was the original title <laughs> But it's not. No, it's not. There's like there's like 20 minutes in 1983, and <laughs> yeah. then the rest is seven like, years later know, in his coma. Seven years later in a coma. It's like it's it should have been called a seven year coma. Yeah, or seven year unconsh. Yeah, but <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. I'm glad they went with hard to kill. You know, he he had those right up until under siege. He had those three word titles 
in his films. And it was uh, Under Siege originally was uh, called A Safe Place. Oh, was it really? I didn't know that. Yeah, it was actually called A Safe Place, and then they switched it to uh, Under Siege. Huh, how about that? So, yeah, getting into this one a little bit. But before we break that, please, as always, remember to check out our social media. Check out us on Twitter. We're at YHOTP. If you search You Have Offended This Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, you'll find the page. Or on YouTube, you'll find us on all of those places under that name. And uh, most importantly, please go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. You can check out the belt levels there. Our lowest subscription rate is $5 per month. And as of right now, we have just released our first partial arts episode. We will be releasing that tomorrow. It's done. It's in the bank. So patrons will be getting upwards of eight hours of content because each one of our episodes is usually at least an hour and a half. So eight hours of content per month. For five That's bucks. That's a lot you, of entertainment for Right, $5. you can't beat that for five bucks. Come on, son, you're spending 15 <laughs> yeah. bucks to go to a two-hour movie by yourself. So, yeah, please do that. That would be awesome. Please subscribe on wherever you're listening to us uh, on whatever platform. That would be dope, and that would help us out. And if you don't want to do that, hey, man, tell some friends, because that'll spread the word, uh, let people know about us. Wicked. So, like I said, we broke this into five sections. This is a pretty straightforward movie. There's, It's it's pretty, pretty shallow plot-wise. So we'll open up here, number uh, section one here. We open up on the dock. We get the filming here. He goes to the liquor store. He goes home for some sexy time. Uh, He gets shot. His wife gets killed, but he's okay. So we open up here on the dock, and we get the first look here at Mason Storm hiding in the shadows with his giant 1980s camcorder thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, it's 1983. Like, he got some pretty decent footage for 83 to be honest like he did that's a relatively small camera for that year like yes it it looks giant compared to now but there's no goddamn way that that would be that small in 83 and that clear at that distance zooming in you would definitely you would definitely well maybe maybe the cops had that stuff cops always get stuff first got cops cop cameras cop microphones (laughs) cop cameras (laughs) <laughs> when is that big long finger microphone is like waggling around like that would have all kinds of distortion and wind shit in it and all kinds of stuff like but in the trailer it says that mason storm was an undercover cop and i'm like well if he's undercover wouldn't he be mingling in with the mobsters like should be. why is he hiding in the shadows why is he wearing a suit like yeah he's doing some reconnaissance here and he's Wearing a black suit and a white shirt, which is exactly what he wears later in the film when he yeah. comes out of his coma. Seven years later, he buys the exact same suit. <laughs> yeah, undercover is Tom Sizemore in Point Break. Yes, yes. That was undercover. This is not undercover. This is hiding, doing normal police recon work. <laughs> yeah. But I love you. See, he's hiding behind the, the usual suspects box here on the pier, trying to point this camera at these guys, and he's trying to get footage of, of the, the mobsters and whoever he's working with. And, he's you know, you get the, who are you? Get out of the shadows. Yeah, he's talking to himself, which is and cool. If, if you look, the camera is like, he's just laying the camera on top of the box, and then he starts fucking with the camera, like he's holding it down, trying to fix it or fuck with it, and that's when he makes the noise, and that's when, as we learn later, Senator Trent turns around and is like, what's that? What's going on? And he steps out and sort of into where the light is, where he can be seen, yeah, but they that this comes around at the very end where he steps out. And you can see his face, but like Storm is 
you can see him right now not recording that. Yeah. yeah. Like the camera's pointed at the fucking ground. Like you see right in the beginning, Senator Trent walks over, you see his face. You're like, ah, I want to see who that guy is. That guy can't get another hour older. But fucking Seagal's filming, well, the, the police he's were, filming his toes. The deduction in this film, because it takes a long time for them to figure out who Senator Trent is. And even his partner's like, I watched that tape a thousand times. And it's like, he's clearly somebody who's like, once I get into office... There'll be more money. Yeah. It's just like, and you could take that to the bank. Like, that's his Which is his catch for, like, do you watch TV? Do you pay attention to anything? Like, yeah. Like, he's like, I watched that tape a thousand times. And it's like, really? It's clearly Senator Trent. Yeah, you're a, you're a shitty cop. Yeah. Like, you're a terrible cop. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, to be fair, I do kind of like the way that it's set up. It gets into the action relatively quickly. Like, okay, let's, let's create a point. Uh, a jumping off point where we can establish who is who and it's not bad. Like it, it goes through uh, relatively quickly, I think 15 or 20 minutes in and he's already, you know, in his coma. So, oh, yeah. if, you know, they give it, if a, that. They give it a half decent way to go. Yeah. I don't even think it's that. Cause like right now we get a quick flash, uh, a quick scene, I guess, to the, the corrupt cops talking to Becker there, the corrupt cops talking to Becker What's and hey, storm on three. <laughs> and he gives him the little, hey, I just got his ass on candid camera tonight. Hey. And giving them, giving Becker the lowdown. And the corrupt cops are listening. And then they go kind of right into the, the first main fight scene of the movie here, which is the liquor store scene. Yeah, and it's, a, it's, it's again, that Steven Seagal, super invincible guy. Uh, it's a good fight scene. I remember, oh, like, when we rented yeah. it, we, you know, we watched the this opening fight scene a lot uh it's great it's brutal it's fast-paced uh the actor in the shop who played like uncle leo i think on uh weird al yankovic as uh, uhf the year prior yeah he's a good actor man he's good and he brings some realism to it but i gotta i gotta say i kind of wish steven seagal did something to prevent this horrible murder because yeah. he almost doesn't give a shit when these guys walk into the store oh, with a shotgun not almost he doesn't give a fuck at <laughs> all about this man. Like, he's literally joking with him. Hey, how come you're not watching the Oscars? Hey! And, the like, he yeah. talks, he mentions the Oscars, like, five times in the first six minutes yeah, of what, this. what's going on with the Oscars? Hey, come on, guys, I'm Did missing the Oscars. Did he think he was going to win an Oscar for I this? Think. Did he think? I think he's that delusional. <laughs> yes, I do think he wanted <laughs> to be mentioned. But he doesn't give a single fuck. He talks to this guy, makes him laugh a little bit, and then these four or five punks walk in with the shotgun and all that shit. And the guy, the shopkeeper says, where's a cop when you need one, huh? And Seagal's just like, ah, yeah, yeah, I kind of wish we had one here. And the the shopkeeper pulls the bat. Half a mind to get out there and press your... <laughs> now you only got half a mind. And Seagal just watches. Doesn't yeah. give a fuck. He, 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 yeah, he watches the entire thing. And then, like Mason Storm is a horrible cop because he did nothing to de-escalate or prevent that. No, <laughs> like, and he walks up and like kind of smiles at the guy with the shotgun under his chin. Well, there's only four, you guys, and uh, you only got one shot left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's just like, like you. You could have done that without the man getting killed. Yeah, but yeah, then he just fucking drives ass on all these four guys because he just kills them. Yeah, there's some stuff in here that's really good, like. He disarms the one guy, which is all right. He, uh, you know, does like a leg sweep with the shotgun. Yeah, I like that. Like he does a, a throw with the shotgun. But my favorite is when he does the 
double push and hits the guy in the throat yeah. and shoves him into the into the wine. Yeah. That's brutal. That's like that's brutal. Great. And then that that pull into him clothesline that he just murders the stuntman with. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that for a second because clearly, clearly Seagal is putting these guys down. Oh, like like he's he concussed that man. Like when he. First, he does a throw with the gun where the guy goes down. That was that was pretty decent. Um, but yeah, when he takes that guy out, like he he goes down and he goes down hard. Like it looks good because he really does it. Yeah, like yeah, like you can see. Like I think that black mat is a is a put there crash mat for the stunt man to not, you know, cave the back of his head in on the floor. It's, yeah, they did a good job because usually you can see the mats, but here they just kind of made it part of the you know part of the floor, and it works for the environment. It's really good, but yeah, that that clothesline, like with that ridge hand, he he could have cleaned his head right off because he comes in, he comes in, and it's it's a legit hit, which oh, I love. Oh yeah, I love when they do it, but it's like Seagal and Van Dam were known for just like fucking taking out stunt. Yeah, not being nice to stunt men at all. And then we get the little the little tail end here with uh, the the last punk Robert Lasardo who was in out for justice that yeah. we did comes back. This is his. That's fucking butchy. Yep. I'm gonna cut your fucking heart out. And he's kind of awesome. And and Seagal does his little. Oh, it's not fair. Oh, mine's bigger than yours. Oh, I got a big dick. Oh, come and see it. Come get some. See how big my dick is when I get on my knees. Like he's gotta he's gotta do his. Yeah, fucking, he does that whole. Yeah, thing. and then, but I do like the, when he redirects, turns him, and then literally busts his leg in half that was awesome but the the most fucked up thing about this dude like the most fucked up thing the shop like he goes in and says the shopkeeper hey where do you keep the champagne around here yeah and he gets the uh you know he gets the bottle of champagne he hasn't paid for it yet he fucking kicks the shit out of all these guys they cut to him outside and the cops are there he's holding the bottle of champagne oh yeah he just took that shit. Like he t- he took the champ. Like he gives no fucks that that man just died. No. He's just like, well, I guess I don't have to pay for my champagne. I can watch the Oscars. Yay! And like I was just like, not what only the fuck man, not only did he take the champagne, he's outside with the cops, like you said, and that one cop is talking to him like, hey, looks like you're gonna win the Academy Award tonight, as eh, a uh, fucking storm. And Storm's like, yeah, wink, like smiling, like yeah. Dude, a guy just fucking died in front of you, and it's your fault. <laughs> like, a yeah. civilian died on your, like, right in front of you. Could have stopped it. Nope. I'm going to wink, nod, take my thing. Here's the paperwork. Fuck off. I'm going to take this stuffed monkey and the champagne and go fuck my wife. Like, yeah. He does not care <laughs> at all. He, he does he not. He gets in his car, and he's driving home, and you hear... <laughs> fucked up music it's so weird film has and it might be you know seagal just being seagal but this movie has really weird timing for romantic encounters Uh, like yeah he has he has sex with his wife like right after a guy gets shot and the guy's blood is on him because when he goes in his wife is like making out with him she's like you got blood on your shirt and he's like yeah don't worry about it it's not mine and she doesn't give a fuck. She doesn't like, care. Like, oh god, whose blood is in my fucking mouth? <laughs> like, like a normal person would. 
Hey, and thank you for listening to this teaser episode of the podcast. Full episodes can be found at patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. We do at least four episodes a month. Everyone gets one free. The other three are like this one, a teaser with the full show available with a subscription. Now there's five levels of subscription to choose from to suit any budget with the lowest being just five bucks per month. That's less than a rabbit harness leech thing on Amazon. I mean, what are you going to do with that? It's nice. I mean, don't get me don't get me wrong, but think about it. You can walk your rabbit safely or you can get over 6 hours of original entertainment to make your workout or commute or life better. Plus, access to all the past seasons, each season being 21 episodes. Patrons also get to be a part of the Dojo crew. You become a producer of the show. And the best part is you don't have to do any of the hours of work it takes to create an awesome show every week. You just reap the benefits. It's awesome. So head on over to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast and become a patron. You'll have our eternal gratitude and the satisfaction of literally being a producer of the media you find most appealing. Thank you so much. We'll see you inside the dojo.